Welcome to the conversation at Airship.com. I'm your host, Todd Curtis. On August 22, 2015, an airshow crash in Shoreham, England killed roughly a dozen spectators when a vintage military jet crashed while performing aerobatic maneuvers. On the 24th of August, I had a conversation with CJLB Radio of Winnipeg, Canada. We discussed some of the issues around airshow safety. Death toll from an air tragedy in the UK on the weekend has reached 11. It could go as high as 20. And this took place at an air show. This crash at the air show on the weekend. And it, it, it raises the, the specter of whether or not air shows are, are still worthy. And should we be talking about air shows? Is it time for air shows to be, to be questioned? How fearful should you be? Do you want to take your kids to an air show knowing that you may see someone die? Todd Curtis joins us today. He's uh, guested with us before on 680 CJOB. He's with the AirSafe Foundation. He has worked in the past for Boeing and the American Air Force. And, uh, Todd, thanks very much for giving us some time today. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. The, you know, when you heard about this crash in the U.K., which is clearly a, an awful tragedy, a, a, a plane crashing onto a highway, uh, taking the lives of people who were, were not even connected to this air show, uh, what's your reaction? What's your first thought when you see something like that? Well, my first thought was that this was clearly a tragedy, and one that is thankfully rare. Uh, air shows are really popular in the U uh, North America, Europe, and elsewhere. And on a regular basis, unfortunately, air show participants, pilots, are killed in air show crashes. Both military pilots and civilian pilots, as was the, was the case here. What's rare is when you have a case when spectators are killed. And I believe in England, this hasn't happened since 1950s. So certainly this is going to be a high interest item and something that will make the British authorities review a lot of the basic rules for conducting an air show. I mean, typically, I mean, there's no way to, to keep spectators 100% safe, of course, because they're in fairly close proximity to the air shows. That's why you go, right? To get, to get to as close to the aircraft as you possibly can. Uh, at one time, Todd, air shows were, you know, if we were happy with kind of a flyby, but as as the years have gone on, we want to see bigger and better stunts. We want to see more fancy stuff. We want to go see you know, our famous snowbirds from Canada do their thing, and and it just it's spectacular and it's awe inspiring and everything else. Are are we asking too much sometimes of air shows in terms of what we expect of them? Well, I don't think so because again, and having been to a couple of snowbird shows myself, um, like you say, it's thrilling, it's exciting. It's a wonder to see these uh, very highly trained pilots uh, maneuver in close proximity. And that's what people are going out of their way for. And it's extremely popular. Uh, as you've probably seen, there are events where you can have literally hundreds of thousands of people watching this. Uh, there's no sporting event outside of maybe NASCAR that comes close to this. So as far as the entertainment value, it's still extremely high. But much like with NASCAR, it's a high entertainment value, but you really have to take detailed steps to make sure that the excitement doesn't result in spectators being hurt or killed. And this is clearly going to be a learning opportunity for that in England. You know, there's something called micromorts, which is somebody in your business you're probably familiar with, but it has to do with the, the number of deaths per million times an activity takes place. You know, for example, with skydiving, for about every million jumps, there are about eight deaths. And we're told that when the micromorts get up around 10 or higher, that that's when we really start to get concerned. I mean, do we have any idea what the micromorts would be at air shows? Well, at least uh, for England, there's a, 
uh, a comparison one can make. Again, uh, as far as passing, excuse me, uh, spectators being killed, first time in uh, 60 plus years. And assuming that you have a fairly good crowd at uh, the average air show, I suspect that the micromorts are way under 10. But it's not just the micromorts, it's also how the public reacts to it. With respect to skydiving, very rarely do you have an event where a skydiver who's killed uh, results in a big-time uh, media event. Clearly with what happened in England, this is not only huge in England, it's also a worldwide media event. So the public's impression of the risk might be far higher than what the numbers would imply. Well, and this, the same sort of thing happens with shark attacks, right? right? I mean, the, the number of people who go into the ocean... Uh, in relation to the number of people who are attacked by sharks, you know, but but if a shark attacks a human being, it makes international headlines, right? So the, there's this kind of disproportionate perception of of the actual danger or the act, the number of people killed, and and the tragedy here, of course, as you said, Todd, is the fact that a lot of the people who have died in this were not themselves participants at, at the air show itself, and so if it's just this aircraft that went down and one or two people on board had died. It, it would have been, you know, maybe a, a glancing story across the, the bottom of the screen, but because there are spectators. So how do we deal with this then as the public? Do we, you know, how do we respond to this, both emotionally and, and then intellectually? Well, part of the response is within the aviation community itself. And it looks as though, from the early indications, that many of the precautions that were in place were actually followed. That is, the planned area of demonstration was well away from crowds. And the way the aircraft was flying at the time of the crash, as it turns out, if one looks at a map of the area, the aircraft was flying in such a direction where if it had flown maybe a couple hundred meters more, it would have missed the road entirely and would have hit a field. And although this airport was surrounded on three sides by a fairly built-up uh, urban area, there was a wide area to the north that was relatively clear, and it looks as though this pilot was heading toward that. By the way, this is a pilot who was a former RAF pilot and a British Airlines pilot, very highly skilled, very highly trained. So I'm, I'm fairly confident, confident he knew what he was doing at the time. Now, this is, we're not talking about a guy with not much experience. This is, this is a man with many, many, many hundreds of hours of experience in the air. And who would have been very, very cognizant of how to reduce the hazards for the people around there. So if, we don't know, of course, what the cause was, but your inclination then, based on his experience, would have been a mechanical problem of some kind. It could have been a mechanical problem. It could have been something else entirely. It could have been a loss of situational awareness by the pilot. Uh, right now, that's fairly uh, unclear because the investigation is in its earliest stages. Now, because this was a, a civilian event, the AAIB, which is the Air Accident Investigation Branch in, in Britain, is going to be investigating this. And so far, it looks as though the pilot is in critical condition but has survived. So the possibility exists of getting testimony from the pilot that would give insights into what happened. So I suspect this will be a very uh, drawn-out investigation. It may take a year or more, and that there will be some recommendations coming out of it that will make air shows safer around the world, not just in Britain. Todd Curtis, thanks so much for this and, and for all your knowledge. We helped, uh, we, It's uh, been very helpful, and we appreciate it. Well, thanks again for having me. For more information about aviation safety and security, please visit airsafe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.